Hi, thank you for joining me. My name is John Newby. This is John 2028 Apologetics and Lion and Lamb Podcast. And today's podcast is going to not be child friendly. So if you have children around, just warning you now, we're going to be going over Logan Paul's comments on Christianity. I'm having some issues with my microphone. So if the audio doesn't sound clear, forgive me. I'm just telling you in advance. So we're so close to Christmas. I want to do some podcasts about Christmas and maybe even go into the historical adaptations of Santa and, and go over St. Nick, who was an actual real person, or St. Nicholas, but this just got under my skin, <laughs> so I had to, you know, let y'all know how I feel about it, and this exchange here, Logan Paul's such a coward, um, he uh, would never say this about any other religion, and we'll, we'll just, I'll get on a rant here in a second, let's just go ahead and listen to what he says here. Because I'll be honest with you, bro. Jesus Christ fucks. So he says, Jesus Christ, quote, fucks, is what he said. Jesus Christ. I'll be honest with you, bro. Jesus Christ fucks. Genuinely, I know people that hate me, that treat me better about my faith than you, and you're my best friend. So, like, one that really hurt me is you told me I need a therapist because I believe in Jesus. So it's his buddy responding. So Logan Paul says that to his friend. And they're supposed to be best friends, apparently. And then he says, you know, hey, I got people who don't even like me that treat me better about my faith than you. And this is the heart of the issue here. And I say that pun intended. That you can't you can't sit there and say that you love someone and treat someone with respect but then when it comes to their faith you say those things to them unless you really really hate God and you can't hate something that you don't believe right so him hating God is evidence in his heart that he knows God is real so we can go to Paul's letter to Romans here we'll go Romans 120 and this is really what it is here for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived, being understood by what has been made, so that they are without excuse. There's a reason why he doesn't mock, well, there's a couple reasons. Why doesn't he mock Allah or Muhammad or Buddha or any of the trillions of Hindu gods? Why doesn't he? There's a couple reasons. Number one, he's a coward. Because he knows if he did mock Muhammad or Allah, he would be canceled by the far left. And he would be cannibalized by his own ideology and his own people that uh, lock in step with him. And he also doesn't mock them because he knows deep down inside in his heart that that's not the true God. The true God is Father, Son, and Spirit. One being, three distinct persons. Yahweh God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That is who he rejects, and that is who he mocks. And that's why he said Jesus F-word. So he mocks God because he's a coward. He mocks God because he hates God. But he would never admit that God is real, or at least the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He would never admit that with his mouth, but his heart screams it. And the scripture tells us this. And let's continue with Paul's letter. 
Romans 1.21, For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks, but they came futile, and their reasoning and their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and they exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible mankind, of birds, four-footed animals, and crawling creatures. They worship the creation and not the creator. They worship themselves and their own reasoning versus what they know and that what they were designed to do, which is to have a relationship with God. And what Paul's about to do here, he's about to lump the lack of belief in God to sexual impurity, sexual immorality, even homosexuality. That's what Paul's about to do here. If you listen closely to how he continues, and remember the, the Greek word for sexual immorality is porneia, where we get the, the word pornography from. So it's just a long list of all sex. It's, it's all sex and all sexual acts outside of the bedroom between a husband and a wife, singular husband and singular wife. So we go to verse 24. Therefore, God gave them up to vile impurity in the lust of their hearts so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. Did you catch that? So that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for falsehood and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And then Paul continues. So Paul's saying this in a prayer. Okay, for this reason, verse 26, God gave them over to degrading passions for their women exchanged natural relations for that which is contrary to nature. That's obviously speaking about two women and sexual and sexual acts. And likewise, men too abandoned natural relations with women and burned in their desire toward one another. Males with males committing shameful acts and receiving in their own persons that due penalty of their error. So here you go, Logan Paul saying this about Jesus. And what an what amazing God, by the way, that all the blasphemy and all the horrible things said about him. He still knew all these things was going to be said about him. And he still died and rose again for sin. For us, for this wicked mankind that we are. We're just terrible creatures. And Logan Paul, again, thinks he's... If you listen to a lot of the things he says, like about homosexuality, imagine that he brought that up. Like he He's under the, the pretense that Christianity is not um, loving or it's not... Um, charitable to other people but look at the contradiction in himself if you believe the way I do then that is the correct way like where does he get his grounding for his epistemology from his belief system where does it come from it come from himself so he self reasons his epistemology within himself so he's his own standard well that's a contradiction in itself because he's always changing right Aren't we always changing? There's no set standard. So then it's based upon what he observes and sees, which is universalism. Okay, so does he claim to know all things about universalism? 
or the universe and all things that to do with time, space, and matter and laws? Does he know all these things? Does he have access to all this pertinent information? Oh, he doesn't? Okay, so then what is he basing his epistemology on, his belief system on? Where does it come from? It comes from himself. And what a joke. So he's the standard. That's the same law, or excuse me, the same uh, lie that was used by the enemy in the uh, garden to Adam and Eve. Same, same, uh, same game plan. Same game plan. And this is what is being fed to today. So, because Christianity does not accept the, the sin of homosexuality and other, uh, other sins or other sex acts that are outside of the husband and wife bedroom, also premarital sex, Christianity doesn't accept that, then we're not tolerant. But you're only tolerant if you believe the way I do. But if you don't believe the way I do, then you're wrong. Do you not see the contradictory in that? That's not tolerance. That's like some type of stance where I'm over everyone else. I'm some monarchy of, of, a, uh, of faith and, and ethics and morals. It's me. I'm the Pope. I'm the, uh, I'm the leader of morals and ethics and standards. And then he says, Jesus fucks. That's what he says. You know, like, uh, again, I'm, I'm just frustrated because I don't want to see Jesus treated that way. But, you know, Colossians says he's a creator of all things. He's, a, you know, he's a, you know, he's God in the flesh. So he doesn't need my protection, but he deserves to be honored and respected. Now we're going to listen to the, the rest of how his best friend handles it. He does well. He's a brother, apparently. So let's see how he handles it. I mean, look, I got best friends that say they send me Sky Daddy stuff. I mean, I get it. I get it. And it gets under my skin. But I do know this gives us a reason to pray for, like, whenever my, one of my buddies blasphemes God, this causes me to stop what I'm doing and just pray for their salvation. And that's what we're going to do for Logan at the end of this uh, podcast. But his, his, his buddy does a good job here. Let's, I mean, you know, he, the best he can for sure. Listen to what he says. I know people that hate me, that treat me better about my faith than you, and you're my best friend. So, like, one that really hurt me is you told me I need a therapist because I believe in Jesus. I just am definitely questioning why we have to perpetuate a belief that is fucking I, I, silly. I, I, think it's, I think it's a silly practice to engage in, and I think, it's, I think it deserves satire. So, believing in Christ, people need therapy. And again, he would never say this about Islam, where Muhammad married um, Aisha, a nine-year-old pre-pubescent girl, and consummated the marriage. He would never say that, when that's a fact. And he owned slaves, and he called his black slaves raisin heads, and he valued them less than the other slaves. And if you compared Muhammad to a black man, then it was death penalty. You can read this in Hadith, okay? Like Sahiri Muslim, Sahiri Abakadi, the earliest uh, Hadith that, we, that they have. 
So all of this about Muhammad and none of it's touched because he's a coward again because he doesn't want the left to go after him because it's it's brave and strong to make fun of Jesus and Christians. Yeah, that's brave and strong. Push against the push against the patriarchy. Push against the uh, the Christian patriarchy. You know, the Christian countries is where everyone wants to move to. By the way, right? Yeah, I wonder why that is. So you can push against us, you can push against Christ, you can push against the Bible, say they need therapy. But believing in Islam, which came 600 years after Christ, denies historical truths, regardless if you believe Jesus is real or not, or excuse me, if you believe he's God or not, he was a historical person. That's believed throughout all um, you know, his, historians. I mean, that's just a fact. And that he was crucified, that's just a fact. But Islam, 600 years later, denies the historical fact that Jesus Christ was crucified. And they drink camel urine to cure disease. And you can um, rent a, wa a wife, quote, wife for a couple days and pay her. That's a prostitute. None of that needs to be questioned. Or that Allah throws comets as missiles to stop jinn, which is like genies and demons and stuff sneaking into heaven. Or you get 72 virgins whenever you die or you know even more than that. And you can just impregnate them and, and they, they keep their virgin seal. You know what I'm talking about. Like all this stuff. That's okay. But if you accept the fact or believe into a religion or faith that says God loves me more than I could ever imagine. And, it's, and he pays a debt that I cannot pay. And he sent his only begotten son the eternal son of the father to come down and have two distinct natures, fully God and fully man to walk among us, to be persecuted for no reason, to be sinless and give his body as an offering to pay for our sin and our failure. And to believe that he died and rose again to pay off a debt that we cannot pay so we can have access to the father. John 14, 6. And that through his blood and redemption and sacrifice, we are sealed with God, the Holy Spirit. And that the Father, Son, and Spirit are all in action into us to make up all part of our salvation, all have a part in the hand in it. So that is hard to believe. It's not that it's hard to believe. It's just that he don't want to believe it. And later on, his buddy would go on to say, you know, mock him and say, you know, a lot of people, why don't you just ask Jesus to reveal himself? And Logan Paul says, uh, you know, hey, Jesus, show yourself. And he said, you better be careful. God shows himself in ways you might not want to see, like a stroke or something. And that shut him up a little bit. But that's just the truth of it. So, you know, I know it's Christmas. I wanted to do something fun, but just just got under my skin. All right, but it's leading me and hopefully y'all to pray with me, and that's what we're gonna do, because the Bible says to pray for our enemies and to pray for those who persecute us. Logan Paul is making a declaration of faith, and he is blaspheming our God, blaspheming the eternal Son of the Father, blaspheming the the uh, the God Man who died and rose again for us. So he is an enemy of the church. He is an enemy of 
God's people. So, what are we going to do? We're going to do as Jesus told us to do. And we're going to pray for him. So we're going to end this podcast in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity for me to speak to whoever's listening to this podcast and for us to come together as one body and to pray for the salvation of Logan Paul and pray that he repents of his sin and he come to know the true glory and love that Jesus Christ gives and the forgiveness of sin. And I pray that he be healed and I pray that he find love and find you, Heavenly Father, through his eternal Son. And I pray that the Holy Spirit convicts his heart and he comes to know the true God and the Holy Spirit seals him and he become a brother under the blood of Christ. And we pray in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Merry Christmas.